0: Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behavior, sleep and more. Eczema in children is a pretty challenging thing to manage. It can be really uncomfortable for them. So how can we as parents make them feel better? Dr. Alicia Thornton-Benko is a GP. Hi, Alicia. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Why do kids get eczema? Do we know? Look, it does
1: often run in families. Um, Often if parents or other members of the family have had eczema or asthma or other allergic conditions, then, you know, there's an increased chance the child would develop eczema. Um, There's definitely that atopic, atopic allergic sort of um, background to it. But really, it's a chronic inflammatory skin disease. Um, and sometimes we actually do call it atopic dermatitis.
0: What does it look like? Can you tell immediately if a child has eczema?
1: We usually can. I mean, sometimes there are other conditions we do need to consider. But often the lesions, they can be red, they can be scaly, depends if they're fresh or they've been there for a while. If they've been there for a while, that can have sort of thickened skin um, the lesions often can be itchy, and sometimes, unfortunately, they can be become infected. If it's an older lesion, sometimes the skin in that area can change pigmentation, and then the location um, certainly can occur often, especially in children, in the flexural, you know, creases or the extensor surfaces. Um, so, you know, sometimes, you know, people often ask, how do you know it's eczema? It's not, say, cradle cap, you know, around the the head or other areas in the flexes, the flexures." um, cradle cap itself is like what we call a seborrheic sort of oily dermatitis and it usually doesn't itch. Um, and it does look a little bit different. Um, so we usually can tell the difference for sure, but, you know,
0: (laughs) skin conditions can have a lot of overlap. Do certain things make the eczema flare up?
1: Yeah, look, this can be vary from individual to individual, um, but certainly there are often triggers, and these are worth noting for family members and carers. You know, it could be just dry skin, although recently there was a paper that came out that was saying maybe dry skin is not as important a trigger as we once thought, but in my experience, it's definitely a trigger. Um, so dry skin itself, then say chlorine, soaps, detergents, other factors, so if your child has eczema, been diagnosed with eczema, and has you know irritated skin, I think it's very good to look at you know what products are they using, you know is the skin particularly dry, etc., and trying to avoid those triggers. I mean, if anyone needs help with that, again, go to your go to your GP, go to your doctor, paediatrician, and and have a chat about it. But that's that's in the first instance.
0: Is it ever affected by diet?
1: Look, it can be. I mean, children who have eczema often have an increased sensitivity with, with food or particular food allergies, and sometimes foods can be a trigger also. Um, depends how severe these outbreaks occur, how often the eczema is occurring, is it associated with other features of allergy? You know, if it's on the milder side, then you can sort of play around with those triggers. If it's much more severe, obviously want to get, you know, GP and possibly even specialist input or or testing, um, allergy testing. So it, it varies accordingly.
0: Do we treat it differently in babies to small children or is the treatment pretty much standard with our young ones?
1: Yeah, no, it's relatively similar, to be honest with you. I definitely recommend keeping baby skin and children's skin um, moist And this doesn't have to be products, you know, try and avoid fragrance. You want the hypoallergenic products, things that are quite basic really. Um, And, you know, keeping the skin moisturised, even using a thicker emollient. I would suggest particularly with babies, particularly the ones that are prone to dry skin, using a bath oil, you know, a couple of times a week. But you have to be very cautious with those bath oils because they become very slippery babies. So you have to, you know, take caution with that. But they're the things in the first instance of you know prevention and management, long-term management. If a, a lesion you can start seeing and you've had it diagnosed and you know it's eczema and you're avoiding the triggers, etc., then you might just add the emollient to that area if it starts getting a little bit red then according to if it's a very sensitive area of the body, you may use a 0.5% hydrocortisone over the counter up to a 1% hydrocortisone over the counter. But I think before you use that in the first instance, it's best to get, you know, confirm the diagnosis and discuss the management with your doctor about, you know, when they need to come back to see the doctor or when they, when they can manage it themselves. Um, So,
0: yeah. You mentioned there that with babies, maybe putting an a, an oil in the bath so long as you're very careful and yes. understand they're going to be slippery. Yes. Um, I thought I remember hearing that sometimes uh, giving your child a cold bath might help with eczema. That is that an old wives' tale or is there something in that?
1: I actually have to say that's not something I've <laughs> I've heard myself, but I think if it makes, I mean, children who have quite there, there are children that have very severe eczema that really interferes with their function in their daily life. Um, so definitely. Having you know a, a bath with cooler water certainly could be healing. We often use wet dressings with those children, and, and and treatment becomes a lot more intensive. So that's very different to what we're talking about just on the sort of mild patch here and there. So I'm not sure if it makes a big difference on the the small patches here and there, but certainly it's not going to hurt. I think it certainly yeah it can be very helpful for the more severe cases. But in those instances, you've you've got a lot of input. They often do wet dressings even in sometimes in a hospital environment with bars and, and emollient and, and wrapping children. But, you know, hopefully not too many people are, that are
0: listening are experiencing that because that can be quite debilitating to to the child and the family. You've used this word a few times and I meant to ask you what it meant the first time, but what what do you mean by emollient? Emollient is like a really thick barrier
1: moisture, basically. Um, if you think of, and I'm not sure I shouldn't say it, but, you know, because of the brand name and it's not that I'm advocating a brand. But, you know, that thick, thick, oily, greasy type like of... Like pseudo um, cream or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, even Vaseline, that type. Of not, I'm not saying Vaseline is the right thing to use, but you know how it's kind of yes. thick and oily and greasy? People yes. often talk about paraffin and paraffin wax, those types of things. So the pharmacist definitely will be able to help people out. Um, so that's what I mean by an emollient. It's a really thick, greasy moisture and barrier all in one.
0: Excellent. Well, Alicia, thank you for your time on eczema today. Very welcome. Thanks for having me. That's Dr. Alicia Thornton-Benko, GP. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.